Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of VLGA Connect in conversation today with Leanne Williams, the CEO of West Gippsland Regional Libraries, and Miley. Hello, Leanne. How are you? Good, thanks, Chris. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you for agreeing to speak with us on the program. Um, I deliberately mentioned both of your CEO hats, and there's a bit of a story there for uh, the transition that's happening generally with, uh, with libraries in Victoria. Can we perhaps um, just sort of set the scene? The new Local Government Act came in last year, and there's a requirement, although not as quickly as you've moved, for councils to change the way they run libraries, isn't there? Yeah, correct. So the Local Government Act is removing library corporations um, and how they're formed under Section 196. So the new Act gives library corporations 10 years to make that transition and essentially allow the councils and those boards to determine how best they want to deliver their library services in the future. Um, our board took a deliberate um, decision to, to implement that early rather than, than wait. Uh, I guess we had been in discussions around the change for the last few years because it is quite a complex process. Um, but the benefits for us were around providing continuity to our organisation and setting us up for the future and allowing us to embark on, on the journey that we're on earlier um, and, and the benefits that that provides. I was going to ask that question. Obviously, this is something you'd been thinking about doing because I wouldn't have thought you could, uh, you know, it wouldn't have been humanly possible to get it up and running as quickly as you had since March of last year. Am I right? Uh, well, we had had discussions, but there has certainly been a power of work conducted in the last six to nine months, uh, which has been consumed a lot of my time. It's been really interesting uh, experience. Uh, but it is a it is a complex role because for us we split it into four components. There was the legal component, there was the risk component, there's the accounting component, and also for us we chose to change our name, so the naming component as well. So just explain for us what you've done um, and why it's so different. Yes, so our transition, our board and all three of our member councils have adopted to transition from a library corporation to a not-for-profit. And what that means is we will become a not-for-profit and a charity and all of the governance um, that comes along with that. And so as part of that transition, there are benefits in terms of that long-term sustainability uh, for delivering a specialised library service, not just to our current region, but we have plans to, to grow the service um, beyond our current region. And you've you've gone with this 24-7 model, which I know has attracted a lot of attention. Tell us how that particular approach to Miley and the future came about. Yes, our 24-7 library, uh, we did a pilot down in Foster and we're about to implement a number of uh, more 24-7 libraries, one in Merbu North, one in Puong, and, and our board made the decision that all of our libraries will become 24-7 as, um, as the op opportunities arise. So what our 24-7 library is, it's just like a 24-7 gym. So um, members can apply to get a swipe card and to be able to come and use the library 24-7. So it does have strict controls and... Uh, but it does operate very similar to a 24-7 gym and uh, it's been really, really well received from our community 
And as a result of that, we got a lot of media attention across Australia and we do get inquiries from over in New Zealand and, and all across Australia, I guess, as um, councils and services try to, I guess, understand what the future of libraries is going to look like, how people want to use the service uh, and, and how they can run, run it efficiently. So what does that mean for the way you staff and resource your library compared to the old model? Well, that's a really good question because obviously the concern was raised under a 24-7 model. What does that mean for staff? And one of the fastest growing areas in our library services is our programs. So, uh, and we were getting requests from the community to increase the hours and it just wasn't a viable option. So what we've been able to do is adjust our opening hours um, as well as complement that with the 24-7 uh, service. And what that means is our staff also now can invest more in our program area, which, like I said, continues to grow. And it's maybe one thing that a lot of the community um, and more broadly people don't understand around what a modern library service is. Uh, it's not just a room with books. It's absolutely more around how people come together to connect uh, and particularly in a COVID recovery, it's really going to be very important. And we um, we focus on those life skills. And, and I guess one of the advantages of Miley and what we sort of do a little bit differently is that we're equally focusing not just on a library service as four walls um, and books within that space. We are doing 24-7 uh, library services. We are doing online programs and we've developed a whole suite of online videos and it's very much in that life skills area. And, uh, and as our future generations use um, services differently, they're going to have that expectation around um, online and digital footprint, and we ca we can't just think of the service in the physical sense, even though it is really important. I'm thinking of your gym analogy. I get it with a with a swipe card. I can go to the gym at two in the morning if if I'm so inclined and, and do a workout. What is the likelihood that people are going to want to access their gym at two and three o'clock in the morning? And if they are, what for? Yeah, so we know, obviously, we have systems to support the 24-7. So we know people are not using it at that time. But it's right. very much about creating opportunities and flexibility for our members. And, and that's what they tell us they want. They want that convenience factor and they don't want to be dictated to by hours that um, often replicate business hours, which makes the service inaccessible for them anyway. So if you're working full time or say you're a mum that works full time, you're not going to be able to get to the library during the opening hours. So what this does is it offers people to be able to come at times, usually before work, after work, uh, weekends. And what we also know is a lot of people might use it as an opportunity to come and work from the library, a bit like a co-working space. And they're doing that either before or after the library closes. And also the 24-7 library featured in Victoria's infrastructure 30-year strategy. And we provide a really important, I guess, um, service to help uh, digital access within regional communities. Libraries play a really important role in that. And, and, and in an area where um, internet connectivity can be a challenge, the library helps fill that gap. I guess so. If you're a shift worker, you might want to swap a book or you might want to do some research if you're studying, etc. So that flexibility, I think, is a really exciting thing, which seems like 
it's uh, it's striking a chord with people. So you did mention that you've had some interest from around Australia and from from New Zealand. What are people getting in touch and looking for from you? Is it how to replicate this model or is it more about the experience that you're finding with it? What are those conversations like? Yeah, they probably cover off on all of those points that you made. I think there's probably a lot of curiosity because we were the first to do it in Victoria and there, there, whilst there's sort of been other reiterations of it much more on a manual level, we've certainly uh, taken to making this very much from a digital perspective and we're going to continue to evolve in this space. Uh, and what we, um, what the inquiries they are looking to, I guess, understand how it works and sometimes using the term 24-7 library can be used in a way that says you can just access the services online when in actual fact we've gone beyond that uh, and you can access it 24-7. The gym analogy works really well um, because people understand that and so we... um, we do sort of talk to them about the systems we use or I guess the biggest misconception is that anyone who's a member of the library can actually become a 24-7 member and that's not the case. So part of being able to offer the services and protect it for everybody is around the induction process and the application process. That means we're not going to, I guess, compromise on the service and that when the library opens the next day, it's not, um, I guess, you know, damaged or, or, you know, dirty, those sorts of things. And We've we've not had an incident since we when we launched for ooh, um, eighteen months, almost two years ago now. So that was very surprising as well. So that risk management uh, lens obviously is very very important. So are you aware of any other jurisdictions where they're picking up your model and we're likely to see it uh, come into come into shape? Yeah, there are a couple. I think of councils across Australia. I I can't remember the name of one council, but I think they did launch a similar model but not to the same extent. Um, We are the only ones that promote a 24-7. A lot of the, some of the others are just using it to extend on existing opening hours. And I guess one of the other things too is the question gets asked around what services are available under the 24-7 model. For us, it's Pretty much every service, we haven't had the computers available, but you can access the Wi-Fi. Uh, but there has been requests to have our computers available and, and we're working through, I guess, enhancing the service in that respect. So Terrific. So now I, I do want to leave some time to talk about the other thing that I thought was really exciting that you're doing, which is uh, you call it transform, transforming classrooms into publishing houses. Um, basically letting kids publish books, I think, is the, the the simple premise here. Tell us about how that's working. Yeah, really good. We've got a waiting list at the moment, actually. It's in demand, and, and I guess we, we, we certainly want to seek funding to support and expand the program. But one of the challenges that it's a challenge and an opportunity, we want to educate the community more broadly on what a modern library provides, and we want to make sure people continue to use the service. And what the beautiful thing about our Books by Us program is 
it's a 360 sort of engagement between the students, the school, the community, and also the parents themselves. So we have um, students who are coached by an author. They get to write their book and they publish their book and they do an excursion to a printing house. And then uh, what we do is uh, they have a um, walk the red carpet moment uh, we invite the media along. We have partnerships with local businesses. And it's uh, when they get their book published, they don't get to keep their book. It's actually catalogued in the library. And then that brings the parents into the library so that they can share and borrow borrow their books. And it it's a great way to engage with um, many more stakeholders than just the kids coming coming to the library. So once we got out of our first pilot, uh, yes, this, the primary schools are lining up now and, um, yeah, we're trying to, I guess, work out and seek funding for upscaling the project. Yeah, I wondered when you said you've got a, a waiting list effectively. So there's a, there's a limit to how, how much you can do this at any one time. Is there any, is that... Is that because of, of a constraint on resources? It's a funding, um, it's a project where we would certainly like to partner with like, with businesses and, and stakeholders more broadly in the community. So we self-fund the program for one, one school per year. Uh, and then we, we want to seek partners that allow us to uh, deliver it to more schools that, that are um, seeking the, the um, and really interested in the program. And we've got some beautiful quotes from the kids who just loved the, the program. And, and when you get to read those stories from the kids around how much they loved it, and then I was able to say to my son, tell him about the program, he goes, oh, mum, I'd love to do that. So I was like, no, that's... <laughs> <laughs> don't get that one so it's um it's really exciting and and it's a great I guess testament to all the effort that the team put in and the programs that they deliver that we're meeting those needs of the community you could be fostering a, a whole new generation of award-winning published authors in the decades to come of course which I think is pretty exciting yeah absolutely that'd be wonderful <laughs> how many books have have been published through the books by us program so far don't quote me, but I, I think um, we would have, it would be between the 50 and the 70 books. Uh, we do cater to one to two classes within that same school. So, um, and we've got another one, our second one, obviously we sort of got delayed a little bit with COVID restrictions, but uh, we've got our next one's about to get underway. So we're really excited about that. Have you actually spotted any real talent yet? Like you've spotted someone who you think now this kid is going to be a star in the future in terms of publishing? Uh, well, that would be a question for our author that got to coach them. But we did have some really beautiful videos that during the program, um, we went in and videoed the students and there's we captured some really wonderful moments. They're on our Facebook page. And, uh, and yeah, when you get to see their excitement, it's, it's just wonderful. Fabulous. I think that's really exciting. I think you've done two really innovative things there in those two projects. And just going back to the 24-7 library concept, how do you think that stood you uh, in COVID with your libraries and the way you've been able to serve your communities with that model as opposed to the traditional library model? It's a good question because we did have to close the 24-7 during COVID, obviously, to comply with COVID restrictions. But what was really interesting was the community 
were they kept asking when is it going to reopen so um one that demonstrates that it's really um valued by the community and I think one of the things that occurred when we opened the 24-7 we were the first to do it we um did it in a smaller community as a pilot to sort of test and see how it would go and the biggest users of it were not who we expected. So um, all of the retirees were sort of, you know, I was there one day and they're knocking on the door going, oh, we, you know, we want to sign up. And it's it's been embraced. And so it really, I guess, um, busted some of those myths around um, who would use it, how it would be used or, or that take up. And so we just know that the next one we roll out will be equally supported and, in terms of COVID, the mindset of our people in terms of having, you know, that innovative mindset, being adaptive to how we're going to deliver library services in the future was probably our biggest strength. And that's what we're embedding across the whole organisation on an ongoing basis. Fabulously. And congratulations to you and your team and your board for having the vision to do all of this and onward and upward to you. I look forward to hearing of further successes in the future. Yeah, thanks very much for your time, Chris. Leanne Williams, our guest in conversation today on VLGA Connect from Miley, the 24-7 library, and of course, West Gippsland Regional Libraries. They're existing in tandem until uh, till Miley takes over, I think later in the year, Leanne, is that right? Around, or early next year? Yes, yes, from 1 July 2022. And we certainly look to be able to have other councils join if they want to um, join on, join the service. Thank you. Great to speak with you. You've been watching VLGA Connect. Thank you for your company. We'll see you again very soon. Thank you.